Hello and welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. Today is a main show episode and it is all about the High Republic. So we're going to be looking forward to Phase 3 and looking back a little bit at Phase 1 and 2. And to do so, I'm joined by a wonderful group of people. We have SW Book Collector Chris here with us first. Hello. Hello. We have This Dad's Read, aka Jason, with us as well. Hey guys, what's going on? How are you doing? And we have Morgan, who goes by Not a Force User on Instagram. How are you doing, Morgan? I'm good. Excited to be here. Glad to have you on for the first for your first appearance on the on the podcast. Feels good. So before we get before we get started, um, how how fresh and how caught up is uh, is everyone here? On, on the High Republic, how how recently have people been reading it, Morgan? I believe that you've uh, you may have read some of it quite recently. Yeah. Um, so Johnny asked me to join you guys and told me we were talking High Republic, and I was like, oh man, I haven't read any of Phase One since it first came out. I have to read it. So I read all nine books of Phase One in the past few days since Tuesday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> To win crazy. <laughs> you win the prize. Did you read whatever, whatever that is? I think it's actually a disease. <laughs> wow. It's not been wrong if What's it's that? the higher so did, did you read the book like Johnny Five? I mean, just flicks through really fast. <laughs> or Superman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, audiobooks, man. 2.5 speed. Oh, wicked. And uh, Chris, Jason, are you, I mean, how recently have you guys been reading High Republic? At the moment, I think perhaps. not that fresh. I am not that fresh. I am whatever the last one came out. I read it. I read for uh, for Light and Life, the YA anthology. So that's that's where as far as I am, and I have that's, yet that's to do any sort of reread on the High Republic ever at all since they were first published. So <laughs> Morgan <laughs> definitely has me beat. I'm <laughs> um, thinking for myself as well. Um, no, I same here. I read them all as they came out. I love them. I think I've reread. Half of like the Jedi and half of the Rising Storm, but then I got sent some other books, I had to drop them. Um, but to be honest, I spend most of my time thinking about the High Republic, so it's fresh in my brain, it's I fresh think, in my brain yeah, house. I think we all spend a lot of time thinking about the High Republic, which is uh, yeah, which is why we love it, absolutely. absolutely. Right, so to, to get things started, um, obviously, most recently in the High Republic world, we have had phase two which took us back 150 years before the events of phase one um just sort of overall what did you guys think of phase two and were there any particular highlights for you i'll start with you chris and then i'll go around the group uh, yeah i mean i absolutely love phase two i am really sad that we've left now that it's finished it's wonderful. See, I've, I've seen a lot of people criticise Phase 2 on the fact that the books started quite slow. The first wave of Phase 2 was quite slow, especially compared to the last wave of Phase 1, which was mental. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you, you, you've got to think of it differently. This isn't the same with Phase 1. This was released in two waves, so each book is like a, a first and second half. So the first part was all set up and the second part was all payoff and mm -hmm. yeah. I absolutely and that led to some of the best characters in not just the Republic but in Star Wars shout out to my Marderow fans I'm yeah. with you I love you <laughs> she is she is my literary girlfriend and I'll die on that cross and uh and same question to you Jason what what did you think overall of phase two and what were your highlights I mean, I'm a Marta stan as well. I thought Yay. getting Marta into the universe and into our lives was awesome. Um, yep. And I, I think overall enjoyed it. I feel like it had some of the biggest like highs and lows for me in term as opposed to phase one. Um, but once I kind of realized what they were doing and how it was all structured, um, kind of like what Chris said, it's like um, these setups like, and there's like many sequels like with the Battle of Jeddah audiobook being kind of this central um, unifying event in the middle of it all. Um, and then I really enjoyed some of just kind of the one shot 
things we got or miniseries in comics like you know the blade just some really cool one-off stories um the nameless terror which we've already mentioned that we know we all love um obviously that kind of tie into things but kind of tell their own story even the high republic adventures and dark horse like that to me is probably the most separate storyline out of anything from all of phase two um mm-hmm. and yeah, just that there's that. and that there's just kind of something for everyone and i I feel like in terms of, I mean, there's middle grade, YA, adult, but I feel like at least for the novels, um, you shouldn't pick and choose. Like it tells a very one overarching story, um, but it cool. It, it's cool because it tells it from different POVs. Like, and I like that. So yeah, that, I guess yeah. that was my take. And same thing, like some of the characters that they introduced, um, I love them so much and I don't want to not see them anymore. <laughs> Axel too, Axel, just yes. as great as Marta. Yes, yes. yeah. Yes. And Morgan, what about you? How, how did you feel about phase two? Uh, I was I was very apprehensive at first when we got like a list of new authors that were going to be coming in because I was like, uh, I kind of like keeping the author core small, making sure that's a nice cohesive story. But knowing that like we were getting Zareda Cordova and like um, Tessa Gratton in there, I was like, okay, never mind. Like, I'm not concerned at all anymore. I mean, like, Crash of Fate is like my favorite one of my favorite star wars books which i feel like it's super underrated it is underrated like, i love, I love that book too though i loved it too i agree cordova did an amazing job on that one i loved convergence yeah i loved convergence like i loved the like romeo and juliet style story there like that that was just so fun um and then i mean obviously there were terrible things and in, in there as well but it was a fun <laughs> romeo and juliet style story in some ways um, and then I loved Tessa Gratton and Justine Ireland's work together on Path of Deceit, like beginning. I know you said it started slow, but I liked that slow start. Yeah, definitely. It was so enjoyable. You got mm-hmm. to take your time. You got to really sink into characters like Marta, like Axel. Um, and then you get to have your heart ripped out and thrown <laughs> on the floor and stomped on. So <laughs> what else? What more do you want? I think Path of Deceit is not mentioned enough about how good that book that is. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Because say, can I, can I interject on this one? I feel like Path of Deceit might be the best High Republic book. Maybe it's up there, and I feel like it's underrated because it has this incredible slow burn where it's like, oh, is this like a romance? Is it like just a slice of life? And it all builds this like horrible payoff, which just rips your heart out. Yeah. Oh god, that book is so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. No, I think uh, for me overall, I mean, I, I really love Phase 2 as well. I think I went in with a bit of that apprehension, um, maybe just because I became so obsessed with, like, the the characters of Phase 1, you know, your Elzar Mans and, you know, Leox and Athi and uh, Avar and all these characters who just became so, like, you know, they were like my book family. And then to, to learn that we were going to ha- basically have a year without them was a bit tough but as soon as i got into phase two that that sort of went out the window because the new characters that they gave us were so um so great and rich as well and now we're getting to the point where we're going back to phase three and it's like as you've all said i hope it's not the end of the phase two characters because marda and axel and gela um are all such wonderful characters and yeah i hope i hope we get to see more of them because I definitely yeah think yeah phase two was a was a big success for me as well. I mean it, it has been announced. I mean I have I've read it and I know Jason's read it, um, and this isn't a spoiler because it has been announced. But one of the stories in Tales of Light and Life does continue one of the characters' stories from phase two, the character which I've already confessed my love to. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's set after. Path of Vengeance. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what happens, but that gives you it gives you good closure. I think on that character, in my opinion. Yeah, because it didn't have have an, all yeah, the agree. the sort of phase two, the new phase two authors, their stories in Tales and Light and Life. From what I remember yes, from the High Republic, it's everyone panel so far. It's literally everybody. Characters. Yeah, yeah. It's like Smash Brothers. Everyone is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm very excited to dive into that into that book soon. It's sitting on a shelf waiting to be read. Um, and let's let's think even further back now. Obviously, phase one feels like a long time ago, um, but I'm sure 
as we still live and breathe the events of phase one and are still a bit traumatized by the events of phase one, even now. Um, Morgan, I'll start with you. So what what were your highlights of, of phase one? What, what what really stands out for you as some of the best moments of phase one? Oh gosh, the the absolute best moments? I mean, I, I can't even pick best moments. I honestly was like, as I was reading back through things, I was like, oh, I totally forgot that character died. Like, all these character deaths that just hit me so hard the second time like all of those emotional payoffs that you got the first time through you get them again the second time yeah. um even if you didn't forget everything just the way that everything is written especially i mean this is kind of the easy answer here but kevin scott's the rising storm was just yeah. Amazing. Um, reading that book again, like you go to those high, high highs, and then you sing to those low lows. And it's just every like these emotional notes in these books are so poignant mm. every time. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the um, the rising storm as well, you tend to get one or two different kind of high republic fans, the ones that put like the jelly on a pedestal and ones that put the rising storm on the pedestal. And I, for me, and I know Dan's the same. I'm not sure about you, Jason, but The Rising Storm, it's it's a perfect book. Yeah, I it's I still love Light of the Jedi. Book. Don't get me wrong, I still love Light of the Jedi, but Rising Light Storm incredible. for me, that's still my favorite book of just all Star Wars books. I still think about it every day. That like everything that happened at the end of that book, <laughs> as you said, Morgan was like the most sort of gut wrenching, poignantly emotional payoff to a really long and hectic book and it's still has got an impact on me to this day i mean i I think it's more than that i mean people always talk about the rising storm um ending being you know you know what you did cavern and all that um (laughs) being like heart-wrenching but it right that's just does the book a disservice that book is it's fun it's you know eventful it's scary God, it's everything. There's like there's moments in it where I felt like almost had like Jurassic Park vibes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they're at the fair and everything's kind of kicking off, and it's all going wrong, and then you've got Tyoric making jokes with Alzar, this weird kind of like almost if you've read the Screaming Citadel, Luke and Afra weird relationship thing going on. Um and you you know, and it ties into the race to crash point tower so well. And you've got the whole battle storyline. It's just so sprawling that book is. Yeah. And it literally the waves of like euphoria, fun, adventure, like horrible loss, mm-hmm. um, fear, and there's you know, I mean, I just I just remember moments where when it's all kicking off on Valo and there's that fog of war going on, yes. and all you can hear is this like yeah. noise punk. And people being like essentially massacred, it's it's mental. That book is crazy. Yeah, and if there's one one thing I will say is, Kevin Scott absolutely wrote the hell out of Marquion Row in that book. That still for me is the the best Marquion we've got. Like I absolutely like love to hate that guy as a villain. He's so spot on. Um, Jason, what what about you? What, what in phase one, I mean, you were sort of nodding along there. I'm assuming you agree with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. And um, I just, I think part of me, I'm going to kick it back to comics again. I really just grew to love the crew from the High Republic Adventures from phase one. Um, Down in Jose Older yes. just did yeah. an amazing job of showing like this the journey of kind of how this motley crew kind of came together and it's a mixture of jedi and you know force users and then it's just the friendship and then obviously some of the romantic relationships happening and you know even courts like journey it just felt i don't know it felt so satisfying like being with them from the start it feels like um and it's just so like heartwarming, I guess. And I really appreciated that. And I'm an art person. Like mm. I love um, illustration, illustration art. And um, I just feel like Harvey Tolabau and Tony Bruno like killed it in that series. Like so much. I yeah. love their, both of their art. Um, and to me having something to see as you read. And I feel like comics just are a different uh, feel because the story drips in a different way. And like you, you see in a different point a to point b to point c versus a book i'll tear through a book and be like what just happened i don't even remember um but i just and i feel like even catching up with some of those characters in tales of light in life 
it just makes it it's so satisfying to see them just like age up right and like see where they're gonna go and yeah. like these kids are probably gonna be a good chunk of you know the jedi who are in phase three which is really cool so um and yeah just the characters like ram just the like diversity of characterizations in phase one was so cool because you can have your epic heroes like we said like the L I mean I love everyone don't get me wrong um but you know we have like ram and wreath and just these guys and kids that have just very distinct personalities and interests and I just like that it shows that mm. no matter who you are in the galaxy like there's a place for you and people can kind of see themselves in a lot of these characters um yeah, yeah. And, and the mix of like comic relief like geodes one of my favorites you know <laughs> i love him so i absolutely yeah, love geo he's a, he's a... <laughs> if you don't love geo did you even read the high republic or right geo is a player it's so true i don't think it's possible to not like geode if you've read no, the books it's not. <laughs> just remember that moment in into the dark obviously when he when he saves the day at the end <laughs> or he just catches comes out of nowhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> The the well, vessel the, crew the, have the their own that's... story. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I love the vessel crew. I was, yeah, I was just going to say I love the vessel crew so much. And uh, is is there not? There's moments where it's sort of suggested that Geode goes off and has this whole sort of nightlife of his own. <laughs> yes. And we never He's see it, but we just yeah. hear about. Not again, Geode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I just think is genius. <laughs> I just imagine the moment when Leox sees him come back and it's just Geode with like two ladies sprawled over him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? His, his collar's undone. Like, I can't even imagine that writer's room, like when Claudia Gray's like, listen, but right? yeah. you're a rock. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like on on paper, on, like you know, you say that out loud, and you're like, "Oh, that's pretty wacky for Star Wars." But the way Claudia Gray wrote Geode in that book, it was so endearing and yeah. so it was so good. It, it was. Yes. It just you actually fell in love with that rock that did and said nothing. Yeah, and like yeah, I, mean, I feel like the people who know the High Republic like get it, like get the joke. Like it's so yeah. it's like maddening. Like I have a really good friend who was like, "It's a rock." I was like, "Have you read these books?" He was like, "No." I was like, "Well, we're not. This isn't a conversation. Like you don't. You have no say. Like you need to read the book." To oops, sorry, my kids are screaming. Um, I was like, "You need to read the book. You have this conversation's over. Like if you haven't read it, we're not. I'm not gonna. I can't defend Geo to you if you have not read the book." You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of the criticisms of the High Republic are not. Not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them come from people that haven't read them, and yeah. it's such a shame because I feel like it's you know it's these um, troublesome YouTubers and the types <laughs> that just latch on to certain things and just run with it, and then they've got such a huge audience that that becomes the narrative, and it's such a shame because the amount of love and care and planning that have gone into these books is crazy. I mean, people spent such a long time criticizing Star Wars for not planning for not connecting with us. <laughs> so they said, okay, what we'll do is we'll do something, we'll do a big thing, we'll take it away from the movies, we'll go epic, there'll be deaths, there'll be action, you know, they get like, yeah, but no, not that one though. Because you've got <laughs> because you've got a girl on the front cover, I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, um, it, it's a real shame because I actually think that, like, in terms of, you know, I think there's obviously some stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these people that all Star Wars are good Star Wars, I just love all, all Star Wars, but there has been stuff that's been more controversial, and you can understand why some people like some things that didn't. But the High Republic has just been so consistently excellent. Everything is excellent. That it's a shame that that somehow lends itself to a bit of divisiveness because I feel that if people read it, it's everyone who's read the High Republic is pretty unified in our shared love for the High Republic. So it's a it's a shame it doesn't go wider, but it, I think it does seem to be sort of breaking through more and more barriers. I, I, I seem to see more and more people now who are picking up The Light of Jedi for the first time and reading it and instantly getting swept away. So long may it continue. I mean, yeah, I mean, other things helped with that. Yeah, obviously, we've got that Eclipse game coming out. We've got the Young Jedi Adventures. Um, Jedi Survivor helped uh, a ton, I think. Yeah, the Jedi yes. Survivor. Pe people 100%. want to know. The annoying thing is, though, people are going and going, I want to hear about this Dagangara guy. I'm going to read the books. You're like, wait a minute. No, he's not mentioned. Uh... <laughs> he's not mentioned. He's just in that game. I reckon he might um, get a name drop in phase three. I have oh, a he will do now, yeah. yeah. It'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. If, 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 you, if you don't mind, Dan, do you mind if I sort of give a little bit of a, an outline of phase one? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Each absolutely. wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just so people listening, and we could sort of go not piece by piece because that would take a million hours. But um, 
obviously phase one it started with life of the jedi um but to people who maybe haven't read the books or don't know too much about it, that um, one would just ruin most of it for you. So apologies for that. But two, <laughs> they, there's going to be three phases. So phase one is one set of books. Phase two is another. And then phase three is the one that's going to end it, which starts later this year. But each phase is broken down into waves. So let's look at the waves a little bit. So wave one of phase one, so the first books we got was Lies of the Jedi by Charles Saul, A Test of Courage by um, Justina Ireland, and Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Now, everyone else talks about the Rising Storm and like the Jedi. So what other parts of phase one did you guys really connect with? Um, Dan, let me put it to you. <laughs> turning the whole thing on its head. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I really, I, are we just talking wave one here? wave one yeah so i i actually still to this day think test of courage is my favorite of the the young the sort of young reader books i really really love the test of courage i think justine island is fantastic i think vanestra and imri are a brilliant pair and i think that book is still just a really really good book that like deals with like grief and like growing up and all these things like a lot of the subject matter is actually kind of quite tough subject matter but it's just addressed in a way that obviously is accessible to children and it's written fantastically um that and i also absolutely adore into the dark as well i I think that's probably my second favorite of the the ya novels um so there's that as well uh morgan we haven't heard from you for a while what what, what about you with that first wave that chris was talking about no i'm I'm with you on that. Um, Into the Dark is is probably my favorite um, in that one, just because of that introduction to the Vessel crew, because they were so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason, so obviously you as well. But I mean, do you love Test of Courage as well? I mean, it's surprisingly dark for a junior novel, isn't it? Yeah, I... I, looking back, it's been a long time since I've read it, let's just say. But I, in the introduction of Vernestra and... Um, Again, like Dan said, her and Emery, like I love both of them. And I just think it's so, again, it's, I don't know what it is. I, maybe because I have young kids or I'm just like so inspired by these like youngsters just like killing it and like, you know, still having issues and problems. But like, Vernestra's like so inspirational, right? Like, it's crazy. And the fact that she kind of has this kind of mentor master relationship with Emery, like, it's so, heartwarming i don't know what other word to use you guys it's so pure like it's so nice and good (laughs) and like this youngster who's like doing her best and like killing it honestly um so uh yeah i I like that book but i i will have to echo the into the dark thing as well like the introduction of the vessel crew uh wreath again like the bookish jedi like come on like uh, the best (laughs) the best one of us (laughs) yeah exactly yes yes so um I mean, I'm the same. I love I loved both Into the Dark. It took me a, m- a minute to get into Into the Dark because it was, it, after the spawn and Light of the Jedi, it was strange focusing on one character uh, surrounded by characters you've never met before. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit jarring for me at first, but once I got into it, it was wonderful. Um, Test of Courage, though, I mean, the more, the more I sit with that, the more I love it. I haven't reread it, but the more I think about it, the more I just... I'm amazed by how dark it was. I mean, does anyone remember how? Because in Return to the Dark Side, does everyone remember this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In the June novel, does yes. anyone remember what it was that tipped him over the edge? Uh, I just read it. And I should remember it, but I don't. <laughs> it was. The, the, mm, well, obviously, His, I know he had it, a little. He had a little creature friend. Oh yes. And it died. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so then he went murdering Niall. It was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, for me, I loved wave, wave one is a really consistent and great wave. Yeah. Um, wave two, which came out about six months later. Now, we've already covered The Rising Storm. It's absolutely wonderful. But the other two books are probably not talked about as often. And they were, the YA novel was Out of the Shadows by, um, someone help me out here. Just in Island. Yeah. Yep. And Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. So, Morgan, um, what do you think of those two books? 
Listen, I love Ram, like with my entire heart. Yes. Like the minute that he came on and was just like, I'm going to be a mechanic Jedi <laughs> and just levitate parts and put them together. I was like, this, this child is my child. I'm adopting him now. <laughs> so I, I loved Crash Point. But to be honest, though, like I, it took me a little while to get into it. Like, I think that Daniel Hosea Older's writing is very interesting and unique. Mm -hmm. And if you're not used to it, it can be really jarring going into that book. Um, And I found it really jarring at first. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But then by the end, I was like, nope. Yep. I love this. Um, Ram is my child now. (laughs) I never want to see him sad. (laughs) It's also got the comedy drinkers as well, hasn't it, at the end? Oh yeah, the comedy, the the comedy, comedy drink is cracking jokes and it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I love the that was the, so strange. The weird, the weirdness that DJO injects into yes. his Star Wars. I know, it, I know, it's, so it's not for everyone, and I, that's absolutely fine. But for me, I love it so much. I like Star Wars when it gets weird, and his comedy is so spot on for my sense of humor. I just <laughs> absolutely love what he does with it. It's so wholesome and just good vibes. <laughs> Uh, Jason, uh, what about yourself? And maybe um, what what are your thoughts on Out of the Shadows first? So Out of the Shadows is probably one of the harder books for me to get into out of the entire phase, uh, probably all of the higher public. Mm-hmm. Like that's one where I remember particularly struggling, whether it, I don't remember if it was just kind of the plot or, um, or what it was, but I... I feel like I've kind of filed that one away and just the rising storm just overtook everything in wave two, which is, you know, and one part unfortunate because I'm, there's nuggets of greatness across the whole wave, obviously. Um, but you guys are gonna have to help me out. Cause is that the one though, at that, at the end stuff happens? I don't, we can talk spoilers. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's out, old. Out the shadows is particularly memorable. So it follows, um, Sylvester Yarrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly set on Coruscant which yes. I found fascinating because this is our first real look at the sort of the High Republic era Coruscant in any, in any detail. And it's way more of a street level story, um, mm-hmm. which again, it's I quite political because, as well. It's quite a political, political thriller, but it's, isn't yeah, it? In a way, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's different <laughs> because it's, it's a lot slower pace, but it's more character led. And Justina Island is amazing with characters. Mm-hmm. But one thing that stands out for me, and obviously you guys can talk about it now that, Sylvestiaro's girlfriend, Jordana Sparkburn. Does anyone remember the end of that book when she goes on a massive killing spree yes. and murders about like 30, 40 people? <laughs> and it's just, it's the most mental <laughs> thing I've ever read in a Star Wars book. <laughs> She's like, great. And, and it's, it's, it's not done for yeah. fun, it's not done for laughs. Like, it's horrific. Like, she's like, yeah. what have you done? Even though they're bad guys. Um, so, yes, yeah, Dan, it, what. It, what it, I was going to say it's a shame we don't have Johnny here with us because I know for a fact he is like a mega Out of the Shadows fan. I think yeah, that's it's like his one favorite of his favorite YA book. Isn't I think it? it's his favorite. Mm-hmm. Might even be his favorite uh, High Republic book. He's he's a really yeah, big he's fan. Weird. Of um, I also struggled a little bit with Out of the Shadows at the beginning, but by the end I was fully sold on it, and it's one of the ones I really want to go back and reread because I think I did the same as you, Jason. I came straight off of Rising Storm into that. And I was like, okay, this is a different pace. This is a different vibe. Um, but I do, I do really enjoy enjoy that book. And uh, I think Just Do Right Island is absolutely fantastic. Um, but again, I don't need to add much else. Ram from Race to Crash Point Tower is an absolute delight. And I loved seeing him in again in Midnight Horizon, which is when we get to speaking about Midnight Horizon, I have a lot of things to say, so I won't yeah, say I've anything got, else. Midnight Horizon. <laughs> um just quickly, Race to Crash Point Tower, obviously Morgan pretty much covered most of it. Um but for people that don't know, it's quite heavily linked because it takes place at the same time as the rising storm it's quite heavily linked with that book and it crosses over quite a lot. So how did you guys find that that worked? Do you think it worked well or Yep, I thought it was Oh, I loved yeah, it. I thought it was great. I would like to do, um, I know that there are some like fantasy readers of the like Sarah J Mass people that like to do like tandem reads of things where they'll be like, oh, these events in these books line up with these events in these books. I would love to do that. Like just go through and feel out how they line up and read the scenes that fit in 
in the place they fit in in the timeline between both books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be that'd be really fun because I was going to say Easter egg fans like I feel like that's one of the first time this book started like concurrent events were happening. And so like, that's exactly what you just said, Morgan, like this part of this book lines up exactly with this part. And if you're not paying that much attention, like me, like I don't sometimes I'm reading fast. I want to read the book. (laughs) So a lot of those things will pass me by. So I need people like that who that's their talent and that's their (laughs) I mean, the read, most obvious read one, these chapters in this order. <laughs> the most obvious one scene in the books is, is the jail scene, isn't it? Yep, that's well. exactly yes. the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yep, Ram is in the jail and yes. Ty is in the jail and they have that whole conversation. And then you see the other side of the conversation in the Race to Crashborn Tower. And yes. it's weird. It's quite cleverly done because at the, the time I read Race to Crashborn Tower, I was like, well, that's not how it played out. That wasn't the vibe of conversation. But we're just seeing it from a different perspective and it gave a completely different feeling to how that whole scene went down yeah because that was through ram's eyes wasn't it as opposed to Mm -hmm. it being through ty's eyes in right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they must have had a lot of cavern scott and daniel would have had a lot of fun doing that i imagine well yeah i mean i I feel like this is almost the test run because the second half of phase two was essentially all like this all the books (laughs) the entire books are happening at the same time yeah at the same time yeah yeah Uh, what, what um, are we, are so, we yeah. wave three next, Chris? Yes, wave three. So the wave three, now this was a wave for myself that um, didn't hit as hard at first, I don't think. Basically, the main adult book was The Falling Star by Cordia Gray. The young adult book was Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Alder. And the young adult, the, so the junior book was Mission to Disaster by Justina Island, which was kind of like a sequel to A Test of Courage because mm-hmm. it was after the sort of the departure mm-hmm. in Wave 2 for the junior book to be about Ram. This one was back to Vanessa and Imri. It very much carried on their story. Now, um, so we haven't really mentioned The Falling Star, so if you don't mind, I'll start. The Falling Star for me was a book that at the time, I was like, oh, this is good. You know, it's different and it's fine, but it's not as good as the other two. But the more I think about that book, the more I realize just how masterful it is. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, the, the sense of dread, the the things that happen. The, oh, my God, the Stellan moments. Oh. Ridiculous. So, I mean, that was a wonderful one for, mm-hmm. for me. So, Jason, what? how did you feel about The Fallen Star? I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, we all knew going in like what we were going to expect to some degree. Um, but it and to you know not be cheesy, but I feel like just the convergence of so many like characters and storylines to coming together and just kind of the scale of it, right, was so big. And I feel like that's what I've heard some people kind of um, who didn't enjoy it as much was like, "There's so many characters, there's so much going on," and I think that's intentional, right? And like Claudia Gray is just like an amazing author, and I'm always down for like anything she's writing. And I can see how some people can maybe criticize it for being, like you said, maybe the least favorite of the adult novels of that wave. But it it did what it set out to do, right? Like it it, it tore my heart out, and especially, oh man, yeah, the 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 final half of just the whole breaking of starlight and like where's everyone going where's everyone at who's safe like is it who are my favorites safe like what's going on like just the sheer terror of the unknown at that mm. point and there's still a lot of it i mean some of it's being resolved but um and just the heartbreak right of knowing that it's kind of like the finale as it were of this phase like the stakes are so high and so i feel like that just that i was emotionally like up here like at a high level like reading that book just being so scared yeah. and like not ready for what was potentially going to happen, but ultimately being satisfied, right? Like it was still so good. And um, like I said, Claudia Gray, like she's amazing and she's part of this initiative for a reason. And um, I'm stoked for what's, what else is to come from her in phase three. We'll get to phase three in a minute, but. Yeah. So what about you, Morgan, the Wall and Star? Yeah. Um, so when we talked about Rising Storm, we talked about the highs and the lows and the contrast between the two. Whereas this one, it felt like you were constantly under this feeling of dread. Like there was this yeah. force pushing down on you the entire time you were reading it. There was like no coming up for air, <laughs> even for a second. Off the geode bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Anytime geode was there, there was a little bit like slightly breaking the surface for a second. But it just it was an emotionally draining experience to read that 
yeah the entire i like i was exhausted <laughs> when i finished that book because there wasn't like these moments of or there weren't as many moments of levity and these moments of like breaking of that tension it was just one thing after another after another after another um which don't don't think this is me complaining. Like I loved it. It was very like, I, I love to have my heart torn out and shredded into a million pieces when I'm reading. Uh, but it was a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with all of that. I, I absolutely loved the fallen star, but it was definitely the one that I sort of found the most sort of tough to read. I mean, I read it in like a day. It was probably the one I read the quickest. Um, I mean, I could be quite a slow reader sometimes. It would sometimes take me a week or two to get through a book. But The Fallen Star, I think I practically read in one sitting. But it was it was tough just because of how, I mean, exactly what you said, Morgan. It's that just constant dread lingering over you the entire time. But I think if there's one thing that, like, I mean, I, I know all, all of the authors are very, very good at writing great characters, but Claudia Gray has such a, a way of just writing the most sort of compelling characters and the way she wrote uh, Belle and Elzar and Stellan. I mean, I could talk about Stellan in that book forever. I mean, his, just the, everything that happened at the end of the book with, with Stellan was some of the most powerful and emotional Star Wars that has Star Wars. Um, so I think the Fallen Star deserves all the, all the credit it gets. It's wonderful. Do you know what? I think Stellan is, is an underrated character. Because yeah. everyone lashes, everyone gets attracted to Alzar because he's kind of like the sort of dark, emo, bad boy type. <laughs> you know, he's, he's your Anakin of the High Republic, isn't he? But with slightly more, it's a bit more Riz. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a bit more, um, you know, he's, 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 an active, he's an active guy at the night time. Um, but, but Stellan, like he is... He reminds me of Captain America and the fact that he is he's the poster boy. He's the the one that gets put on the pedestal as the hero, the golden shining example of the Jedi. But mm. he and he does it because he feels like it's his duty, but it's not really him. And he doesn't yeah. like it. And he you know, and he he has met like they didn't overtly say this, but he has obvious mental health issues because of it. Yeah. Because of that pressure and because of being that shining beacon. And the compelling thing about it is his journey he goes through from like, well, obviously the Light of Jedi didn't have much done, did it? It was more Avar. But in the rising storm of him sort of embracing that to the point where it's literally, he's beaten because of it to a pulp to then having to resentfully shoulder the burden of Starlight Beacon from Avar and the Fallen Star and having to deal with everything that's going on when he doesn't really want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um it's crazy, but he does it anyway, and he yeah. he he becomes the hero that everyone says he is. Um, yeah, and then and that beautiful moment at the end where, like, he you know has his first moment where he's doing it for. Uh, well, I can't remember the exact obviously wording of that. It was beautifully written, but obviously for the first time he felt like himself. It was something along those lines, wasn't it? Right at the end, which I thought was really really powerful stuff, and the the scene right at the end of the the book with Elzar and Avar sort of stood on the cliff. Uh, spoilers if you haven't read a fallen star grieving about the fact that Stellan had just died was yeah that still haunts me that, that scene <laughs> did he though I have a theory no he's dead he's not dead no he's dead he's dead I... don't give me hope Chris don't give, sure don't give me uh, hope <laughs> I think I think that'll be a twist <laughs> I don't know if but I want that see, twist we'll as much as... I feel like there'll be a twist but I don't know if that's the twist <laughs> Yeah, because they're, 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 they're trying to like sort of misdirect, being like, "Where's Burry? Where's Burry?" Oh, but really, it's where's Al's, where's Stellan? Because he's not dead. He's got like a force bubble around his head with some air in it. I don't even want to think about it because I don't want the hope. I don't, know. don't give people false hope. Don't give people. <laughs> Just I want to know if, if that does happen. You get the credit. You get the thank credit. You, thank you. you, you yeah. 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 We haven't talked about Midnight Horizon, Chris. I feel like we have to mention Midnight Horizon. Yes, we did. We definitely talk about Midnight Horizon. Um, I'm going to uh, let someone Morgan, else go first, though. What did, what did you think of Midnight Horizon before I just rave about it too much? Oh no, I loved it too. So I mean, we can we can have a rave party at the moment. Um, so I I love Cantum Psy. Like they yes. are one of my favorite characters. Um, specifically, I actually am non-binary. 
Um, so it's really cool to see that representation um, as a they them character. Uh, but I loved the little like throwback of here's my story of the time that I fell in and out of love. Like that was just like, it was so fun. And like, we get the heist moments and like, it's just all of these different things put together that are so fun and great. And the first half of the book is just like this big fun fest. And then the end of the book happens. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a big yeah. fun fest. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's still good. Yeah, no, I absolutely adore that book. I, I, I think, as you said, the first half is just a group of kids and teenagers having fun, and then you've obviously got Comac and Canton. They're just sort of like these like dads who are just sort of like trying to deal with this bunch of kids having fun, and then about halfway through the book suddenly it just turns horrific and then all these kids have to deal with like actual horror and slaughter and i think it's so well written i think the characters are absolutely fantastic ram again is adorable in this book um but i mean this is obviously another spoiler the whole sort of final 40 30 pages after yoda arrives genuinely was like jaw on the floor moment for me reading that the first time who's the bandaged person who's the bandaged person at the end <laughs> still don't know that hopefully we'll find out soon but i kind of i don't know about you guys but i kind of just forgot about yoda until that point in midnight horizon where i was like holy crap it's grandmaster yoda's here his return was so epic like it was so visual like i saw it like when i read that scene i yes. was i think i audibly was like yes like it kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> like i think i was expecting it yeah in comics like I, I i wasn't expecting it like that and i remember audibly being yeah. like oh my gosh yes i just saw it it was amazing it was a very yeah i love that scene is it my turn to gush now dan <laughs> absolutely chris <laughs> Okay, Gosh, great. Right. So I'll, I'll be honest, and you're going to hate me, but before I read Midnight Horizon, I was not a Daniel Jose Oda fan. I didn't mm -hmm. like Last Shot. I didn't like Race to Crash Point Tower. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't even like uh, um, the first half of Hard Public Adventures. It just, something about his style just didn't get me. But when I was reading Midnight Horizon, within the first few pages, something just clicked for me. And I love all of his stuff now because that book is so full of energy and life and love. It genuinely like massively affected me emotionally. I even like, mm. I, I don't usually do this, but I even tweeted Daniel Jose Alder before the book had even come out. And I was like, that book just meant so much to me. Like it was so good. Um, and it's just the amount of like, it's about acceptance. It's about love. It's, it's it's not about representation, but it is about people in every sense of the word, isn't it? And God, it's 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 absolutely wonderful. Um, I also loved Crash. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm of I'm course, a big yeah. I'm a big street level story fan. One of my favorite Star Wars books ever is Most Wanted, um, because it's just yes. some and, and Crash of Fate for the same reason. It's just some normal characters. I know one of them Han Solo, but at this point he's normal. Um, <laughs> just getting into scrapes over the course of like one or two days, just in their area. Um, so characters like Kieran, Most Wanted, um, Isael Garcia, and Crash of Fate are just they just stick with you because they're so real, and it's not your big epic Jedi things because we've got enough of that. Um, but that just made me really connect to those books. It really, I really connected to Midnight Horizon for the same reasons. Yeah. Absolutely incredible book. And it, I, it's, it was my favorite YA. It still might be, but Path of Deceit does it give it does give its room for its money. Yeah. I will say too, one of the, I know we talked about Midnight Horizon a whole bunch, but I loved the what we talked about about crossovers of scenes, like the handoff from Higher Public Adventures, like literally the scene. It was this yeah. or the same scene written like the way that the book starts yeah. it felt so i had literally just finished the last one of the final issue like i i feel like i read it perfectly to like sync up into a book and seeing my guys and girls and folks from that that storyline just coming into a book i was so happy like it made me so happy yeah i really loved how 
Because he, he had a big sort of final wave, didn't he, DJO? Yes. Because he obviously had High Republic Adventures wrapping up. He had Midnight Horizon, and they also had Trailer Shadows. And all three of them sort of took his big cast of characters and did something with all mm-hmm. of them all across those those books. They all converged, um, didn't they? They all and converged. With, with, with Kevin, yeah. Scott, Kevin Scott's main Marvel series also mm-hmm. slightly converged to them as well in a really yeah. satisfying way. Mm-hmm. It was Yeah, it was really satisfying. It was like getting yeah. the... the, the because was it Cla- was it in Claudia's book we were at the we were on the bottom when Starlight Beacon split in half. Her story was the bottom half and the top half with Avar and Keeve and buckets of blood and all that was was in the comics, Skier. which I thought was mm-hmm. and Skier mm-hmm. and all that lot. Yeah, damn, uh, phase one was good. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Like. <laughs> just talking about it now and remember all this stuff it leads it makes me feel really excited for phase three which leads on to your next set of questions dan there we go what a great little segue <laughs> but yeah i mean we, it was it was nice it was a nice little trip down memory lane there with phase one i kind of feel like i might need to do what morgan did and now go and reread everything i'm inspired <laughs> um, too i just don't have the time i know <laughs> i want to I so bad uh, before <laughs> we move on quickly shout out to mission disaster that book is also very good and it, introduces, it is yeah introduces to diva lompop who is yes. a wonderful Justine Island character. Yep. So, yes. Sorry, sorry, Mission Disaster fans. We care <laughs> I, about I you also too. do really enjoy that book. Um, yeah. But yeah, seeing that we've obviously uh, gushed so much about Phase 1, um, what what is it that you guys are, are most excited for in, in Phase 3? Because Phase 3 is about to kick off. Um, I'm sure the answer is probably everything. But I mean, first off, before we get into specific character stuff, is there is there a particular project whether it's a comic or a book, something that's been announced that just your eyes are straight onto that one. Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. Shadow of Starlight. I'm so excited for that. Uh, The Charles Soule, like miniseries, that's basically, you know, drawing the link between the year that's happened, the year between phases one and three. Um, And just that cover Mm -hmm. art, like Phil Noto, like cannot do any wrong, like honestly. Stunning, isn't it? And so I'm just ready for that. I, I've been talking about comics this whole podcast. I'm so, you guys can talk about the books. I'll just like bang the drum on the comics. Um, we have a whole show for that. Yeah, that's true. That's that, true. That's true. So. I know. I know. But this is higher public still. It's still, it's still in line. Um, yeah, we, but, we, yeah. we do love the comics. And maybe just because that's the very first thing coming out. Like that's October, right? Um, so yeah, yeah I, I can't wait. Like it's going to be awesome. Like I, I know we're in good hands with Charles Soule writing like a higher public comic right so i don't know i mean charles saul's a bit hit or miss isn't he dan <laughs> oh he's he's well known for being the big hit and miss isn't he <laughs> yeah he that, doesn't he doesn't like, just never, never home tell, run like... after home run after home run consistently yeah if you listen to this show you guys will know that they are joking <laughs> yeah we're, we're very much joking. yeah we are yes. yeah, yeah this yeah. he's annoying how charles good Saul he is at club. everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like come on just write something bad for once you're human <laughs> Um, Morgan, what about you? What are you? What's what project are you most excited? Uh, I'm excited for Defy the Storm. I want more of Tessa and Justina together. Like they're fantastic. Yes, I was not expecting a co-written book to be as good as their last one was, and I need more. That's, that's that's all I stand on. I was gonna say non High Republic plug. If you like them together, their their YA original fantasy book, uh, Chaos and Flame, is really good. So Morgan, if you haven't read that yet, it's also really good because <laughs> I love them both together. I haven't, as well. but I'm going to. <laughs> it's a duology, so the first one's out. It was really fun. And Chris, what about you? What are you excited about? Uh, yeah. So do you know what? I'd be like, I've, I've, you, we've spoke about this before. With the exception of the Nameless Terror, I am not the biggest George Mann fan. I do think he's great. I just don't personally connect to his books quite a lot. But the Edge is it the Eye of Darkness, the first adult book. Yeah. Um, it's by him. It's got that amazing Martian the cover. The cover is amazing. Amazing. So the the cover is so the good. reason why I'm so excited about that is because this yes it's the Martian Rose story. Martian or Marcian or whatever you want to say um was such a huge and amazing part of phase one. But it's more than that now. Now we're informed. We've had, we have the history. We know who Marder mm-hmm. is. We, you know, bring it all back to Marder. Um, <laughs> and we've had that, we've had that context given. So there's no way they don't dive into that. Yeah. And that just excites me no end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah. Eddie Vimmer and Bunch I am very, <laughs> very excited for 
uh, Eye of Darkness. Um, I think George Mann absolutely killed everything that he did in Phase 2. I think his... Uh, I really loved his both his books and the comics he did. I thought he nailed it. So I'm excited to see what he does with the adult novel. Um, I'm really excited just to get back to Marquion Rogues. I think he's a phenomenal villain. And it definitely seems like this book is going to have a lot of Elzar in it by... The, I don't know. It's an adult book. I feel someone has said somewhere that Elzar's a main player in it. I don't know if I'm plucking that out of thin air, but I feel like I've heard <laughs> that somewhere. Um, well, it suggests so because I mean, if you remember how we left Elzar in Fallen Star, yeah. And I Elzar for me is my favorite sort of High Republic character, so I'm really excited to get back to finding out what is going on in. How, how did you describe him earlier, Anakin with Riz? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's 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 a lot more than that. Uh but that, that's a that's a nice fun way of describing him. Um I guess that's sort of uh actually sorry, one one thing I will add is the return of both Cavern and DJO's ongoing series, comic series. Like Cavern mm-hmm. Scott. I, I did yeah. I enjoyed phase two, but for me that phase one High Republic series by Cavern Scott oh, is near so perfect. Good. I so good. absolutely loved it. And same with uh, DJO's High Republic Adventures. I think they're so much fun. And those that cast of characters from like uh, Lula and Zine and uh, Ram and Quart mm-hmm. and all, all those fantastic characters, I'm excited to see them back on the comic pages. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited. And then I know it's so far away that there's no point of even mentioning it, but... Uh, Charles Soule's uh, Quest of the... Is it Quest of... No, not Quest of the Jedi. Charles of the Jedi, which is coming out Charles. in like two years' time and it's going to be the <laughs> final book. But it's Charles Soule finishing off the High Republic mm-hmm. and I just know that that book is going to be a masterpiece. So, yeah, special shout out to that one as well. Yeah, speaking of Charles Soule as well, well, don't forget, we're also going to begin at some point the sequel to The Blade called The Blade Itself. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, comic miniseries which they haven't said much about since the initial announcement so i mean i know, I know that's not going to be phase three but i assume it's going to be released during phase three mm-hmm. so um i mean did you guys like the blade yeah i loved it yeah it's good isn't it yeah. <laughs> the only thing i'm like trying not to be too bummed about and i'm hoping that the list of books is not comprehensive but i kind of think it is there's no kevin scott novels in phase three at all as I know. of as I of know. today as of right now so now, I'm, yeah that makes me slightly bummed I mean, we can oh. we can always hope for another audio drama at least right Oh, that's true. Thank you. There you go. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be. I think there might be secret things still to get added. I think. I hope so. Those those novels that they've announced are like the core novels of Phase Three, but I I reckon there might be some sort of Phase yeah. Two and a half adjacent books somewhere in there that plug in some gaps, and I think Cavan. Whether it's an yeah. audio drama or a novel, I think Cavan would be the natural man to do that. Oh, and because... he loves an audio drama. Okay, that's he thank does. you, Morgan. You know that that's happening. And I never so thought good. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's one point we didn't mention. Tempest Runner. Tempest. I was thinking that. Yep. I actually really loved Tempest Runner, personally. Um, I think Lorna D is a fascinating character. Um, it was a really good story. It had the resolution of um a bunch of character storylines um i i really loved it i really did i much prefer it to the battle jedi Jed, battle for jedi personally oh interesting i'm the other way around i prefer battle of jedi but well you had in the tempest when you had all of lordy's history you had you had keevan skier in it and yeah you had i do the, love that book at the uh, end of Panata, you had some amazing martian moments you get to see martian as a teenager you know it's a mm wonderful audio drama that is i really love it yeah no i do enjoy it as well i, I think it's it's uh i just really really love battle of Jedi, but it's it's good that they produce so many good quality stuff that there's stuff there for everyone um what i'd like to do before we start to wrap up is uh this will be a difficult thing for everyone but 
you, I would like you guys to pick one character from Phase One that you are most excited to be reunited with in Phase Three. Uh, so that automatically rules out the ones that didn't make it out of Phase One. <laughs> but uh, Morgan, we'll start with you. What one character are you most excited to be reunited with? Oh, you, I need my son back. I need Ram. He's <laughs> yes. he's my baby. <laughs> like that's that's what I need. I mean, I want to see him growing up and kind of being more of that, um, not having to put on that happy face all the time and understanding that he can kind of deal with his darkness and not have to be everybody's light all the time and kind of just grow into himself as a Jedi, hopefully future knight. I think we're going to get him in because it's Daniel Jose Holder and Alyssa Wong are writing, are writing the middle grade book together, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. So there's hopefully some RAM goodness in that. Yeah, I love RAM. Jason, what about you? So wholesome. Bell Zedifar. I love him so much. Yes. He's my son. Like, I feel like Bella is my son. Like, I love him. I He has uh, a story in Tales of Light and Life, which is one of my favorite ones. And I just love that guy. Like, and him and Ember, like, they're, yeah, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I just feel like his, his whole yeah. arc has been so cool and good. And I just feel like I want, I feel like protective of him. <laughs> his arc has been soul destroying, yeah. but yes. <laughs> That's he's why I'm just like, time, I need him he? safe. I just want to like protect him. Yeah. I feel like he's the Ahsoka, of the, the Ahsoka of the book. He's the young hero, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's been a, a, a lead yeah. in all three of the adult novels, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 God, he's had a hard time, hasn't he? I know, but he's still, he's just like, I feel like he's the Jedi kid who's like trying to do it right. There's, I mean, not to say that um, there's not some lessons to be learned and like veering off or like whatever, or touching the dark side or whatever, but I just feel like he's trying so hard and has been through so much and has just like learned so much and is continuing to learn. So um, yeah, I don't know what it is. He just, I just love that kid. I love him. Yeah. And what about you, Chris? What, what one character are you most excited for? Stellan. <laughs> You're overly optimistic, Chris. I'm Still sorry. calling it. Still yeah. calling it. No, okay. So if I can't have Stellan, <laughs> pessimists, then I will say um, I'll go. I'll go fringe characters. I'll give you two because that's just who I am. Uh, Tyoric. Oh, we want. I want her. another Tyoric miniseries. Yeah. I want Tyoric in the book as well. To be honest, because yeah. Tyoric was the star of. The Rise of Storm for me. And um, can I give you three characters? Oh, <laughs> bending all the rules, Chris. Yeah, well, it's, I start the community, shut up. Um, um, Sylvestri Yarrow, because we, we had this amazing setup with Sylvestri in um, Out the Shadows, and she was very much the star of that book. And we haven't really had much since. And Crash, thank you. <laughs> Oh, we'll ignore the fact that Chris broke all the rules there. Um, I think my my answer I've sort of already given. Mine is uh, Elzar Man. I think it's I just basic. I know maybe it is basic of me, but I just <laughs> Elzar <laughs> in the Rising Storm. I thought was absolutely phenomenal. I found myself like connecting to that character quite a lot. Maybe I shouldn't, but I did find myself connecting <laughs> to his character a lot and uh, I'm just really excited to see I mean I think everyone has sort of Elzar man turning to the dark side on their High Republic bingo but I'm still rooting for him I don't think he's gonna do it I think he's gonna be fine I think he's gonna he's gonna stay to the light I'll say in that vein too like Keeve Keeve Trennis's like journey like what she's gonna go through especially oh, after yeah. reading the finale of the Yoda miniseries that Kevin wrote if anyone out there did that and saw what Yoda saw um yeah okay so Keeve is on my radar now I love her what was I won't say anything but um she's always been a mystery right ever since Dooku um yes. Jedi lost so there's been a mystery surrounding what happens to yeah. her because we do know she's one of the lost 20 and so um just finding out how that happens I think that's going to be in phase three I'm quite surprised no one mentioned Vern because obviously oh. Vanessa, yes. I think it's usually when, yeah. when they do the best characters of the whole public polls it's usually either Bal or Vanestra yeah. that win I think I think the answer is that everyone's excited for more Vanestra. 
yeah. yeah. It's true. That's just an unspoken. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We exactly. All know that. exactly. It's like Avar as well. I hope we get Avar. Yes. Avar. I hope we get more of her in, in books. The, in well, the novels also again. in the comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Because she was that amazing in Light of the Jedi, and then she wasn't in any of the novels again after that point, or was hardly in the novels after that point. So, another avar filled book please but i mean charles soul will definitely have her as his mm-hmm. main character in uh his book assuming she makes it that far i'm hoping <laughs> don't say that okay so uh, death cult. who's gonna die what as in as in by christmas this year <laughs> oh in george man's I, I, book I, I reckon they will kill someone off quickly you know yeah I think I'm gonna say Imri. Imri, Ooh. not Imri. No, not Imri. <laughs> Have you read the Edge of Balance Volume Two? Yeah. Yes. What happens to Lily's Padawan? I'm trying to remember. Do you remember? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it's not good. I'm telling you, he's very much an Imri character, so. Um, I think he'll be fine. I don't think anyone's going to die because I think it's all going to be happy. Uh huh. <laughs> what are you reading again? Uh, as long as Geode's fine, I'm fine. How would a rock die? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to think about Sledgehammer? it. Sledgehammer into a million <laughs> yeah, pieces. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Leox is a good shout because Leox became quite a good hero in the Fallen Star. Like, yeah. absolutely became that, took on that mantle, like the un sort of unwanted mm-hmm. but unknown hero, like yeah. the Rit Rose. So I think that's a possible. That's yeah, possible. I have a, I have a that. feeling that because Claudia is doing the last YA novel, she will want Leox, Affy, and Geode alive. To get at to least the until that point, right at the end, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think they might be safe until that book comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I also think the same of Reef and probably Comac. I kind of have a feeling yeah. that because they're Claudia's characters, she's going to want them for her final book. Okay, maybe not Comac. I think Comac might be on Death Watch. I think. <laughs> yeah, Reef yeah, could be a rough I was one. Because Orla yeah. was Claudia's character as well, and what happened that's, there? That's oh, true. Paula. Or one of the yeah. one of the higher public adventures kids that could hurt. Like, there's a that's a big group, so I bet, yeah, yeah. Farzala's days are numbered. I mean, we still don't know what happened <laughs> to Buckets of Blood, so do we? we st- that's yeah, true. We, we yeah, still don't know what don't. happened. We don't. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. Who knows? There's um, a few missing people, I think, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Stellan. I mean, it's probably safe to say we're all we're all very excited. <laughs> Yes. 100%. I will say too, I think we talked about this on another episode, but I am a little bit excited about the um, time in between books as well, um, personally, <laughs> and also to help people jump in. Um, it's a lot for new people to catch up. Like Morgan did the most amazing feat ever, but I would say it's daunting for anyone who wants to jump in. So I think the fact knowing that you're not going to have what's already come out in phase one and two, and then 17 new books from phase three, like it's nice to give it breathing room. Obviously we want it all the time. It gives me more room to reread (laughs) to catch up. So I think that's a good strategy. Um, And especially with the amount of comics and miniseries that haven't been announced, I think we'll still have plenty to keep us entertained. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, they, definitely. I mean, I'm yeah. the always going to want them all every day, but whatever. <laughs> good, good things come to Just those who like, wait. Uh, a daily murder comic trip, like three panels of like just murder, <laughs> just going on little adventures. And, oh, you know, just with a, Garfield and stuff. A, yeah, a daily I'll, Charles I'll Soul comic. <laughs> um, yeah. I think. I think we should we should probably uh, start to wrap up there. Um, we've been going for an hour, and obviously I'm aware that uh, particularly you guys in America still have the rest of your Sundays to do. Uh, so <laughs> we will start to get wrapped up. Um, but no, thank you very much, everyone. That was a really interesting discussion. It was good to reflect back on, on the previous phases and get excited for the new one. I can safely say that I am definitely even more excited than I already was just from chatting to you guys. Um, so... Firstly, 
Jason, where where can the people find you if you want them to find you? <laughs> the people can find me at This Dad Reads um, on all my socials on thisdadreads.com. I also write comic and book reviews for tatooinetimes.com, so you can check me out any of those places. And Jason has a great podcast as well. Called oh, this thank Reads you for podcast. that as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan, uh, where where can the people find you if you want to be found? <laughs> yeah, um, you can find me mostly on Instagram, a little bit on TikTok, but it's not it's not there um, as not a force user because I don't use the force, unfortunately. <laughs> great, and Chris. Old, old, old regular Chris. Yeah, so uh, obviously here, yeah, I say that, I've said this a million times, but SW Book Collector on Instagram. Um, I write for Fan for Tracks as my name, Chris Davis. I'm the admin of the non-toxic Star Wars fan base on Facebook, which has 80,000 members and it genuinely is non-toxic. So if you'd like to talk about Star Wars and not be told that you're woke or stupid, then go there. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it. And, and you'll also see me at the Ahsoka fan screening tomorrow. So, absolutely lucky duck, lucky duck. Yeah, I know, right? I'm so excited. You fancy? You're getting muted on on everything, Chris. From like tomorrow <laughs> evening, you're getting muted. <laughs> you can find me at Vader's Castle Library on Instagram and on this podcast fairly regularly. Um, so yeah thank you ever so much guys for joining us that was a really great discussion it was great having you all on um and thank you very much if you listened and uh, let us know if you've listened what you're most excited for in phase three uh there will inevitably be a social media post of some sort on instagram so if you've got anything that you're getting hyped about uh put it in the comments and we can we can chat high republic over there um so thank you very much for tuning in to this main show episode of the star wars book community podcast and we will catch you next time bye bye, bye. thank you guys bye guys